This episode of the 501st cast is dedicated to these fallen members. Wieslaw Savacz Lesniak, TD19687, from Polish Garrison. Bettina Schlieff, TR6564, from German Garrison. Irene Rini Ramirez, TI54017, from Dubak Ridge Garrison. And Dean Miller, DZ13184, from Southern Cross Garrison. They all have revered spaces in our Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. Give me regular reports, please. Right. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 136 for December 2022, and here are your hosts, myself, Joe, T.I., and S.L. 12743. This is Nikki, DZ8397. This is Marcus, TK14057. And I'm Todd, T.I. and TB10078. The 501st Legion is currently at 13,305 members with 31,209 approved costumes in the Legion. Our newest member approved into the 501st Legion at the time of recording is Gabriel Azeredo, SL96663, a new Empire Strikes Back Darth Vader for Brazil's Imperial Coastline Garrison. In this episode, we celebrate a milestone from the Lone Vader. Announce our next live stream telethon and induct some new honorary members. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson, founder of the Fighting 501st Legion, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. Vader's Fist! Recent news. The 501st Legion will once again be going live on social media for a charity telethon. It will be online this weekend, December 17th and 18th, and will be in support of the World Central Kitchen. We'll talk more about them at the end of our show during the charity spotlight. The theme of this event will be Life Day, and our members and guests will share how they celebrate the holiday season with their family and friends. Our guest list so far will include several Star Wars notables, such as Diana Lee Inosanto, Magistrate Morgan Islesbeth, Matt Martin, Lucasfilm Senior Creative Executive, Leilani Shu, Tika the Jawa, Brian Herring, puppeteer most notable for BB-8, Brian Young, writer, filmmaker, journalist, and storyteller, Christopher Sean, Kazudu Ziano from Star Wars Resistance, Paul Sun Hyung Lee, Captain Carson Tiva, Eunice Sunatamo Chupaka, and last but not least, Julian Glover, General Maximilian Veers. So make sure to tune in to our Facebook page this weekend to catch all the fun and help us support World Central Kitchen. Even if you can't tune in, you can still make a donation at bit.ly slash 501st LDT, stands for Life Day Telethon. Just a few new entries to the 501st Legion costume reference library since our last episode. The Clone Trooper Detachment never disappoints. They're always ready with a new CRL for us to talk about. This episode, it's the 91st Recon Grunt Phase 2 clone. And the amazingly impressive Echo as seen in the Bad Batch, which has its Season 2 premiere coming up right after the New Year on January 4th. The Spec Ops Detachment added the Jump Trooper as seen in the Force Unleashed. If you want to build a troop with a jetpack, definitely check this one out. With the release of Andor, our Imperial Officer Corps has been delightfully busy adding new variations and reorganizing their CRLs. <clears throat> there are two versions of the Imperial Security Bureau non-saga uniform greenlit. Uh, the Imperial Officer Crewman non-saga, also referred to as Imperial Bridge Crew, as seen in Rogue One, Solo, and the Mandalorian, is live. The Imperial Navy Trooper non-saga and Imperial Navy Trooper dress uniform non-saga have also been added to their roster. 
All those costumes are now ready for independent GML approval. And as always, you can check out links directly to each new CRL in our show notes, and you can see the full list at fiberfirst.com slash CRL. Thanks again to the Legion membership team for these updates. This episode's edition of Catching Up With Our HMs, aka Honorary Members, segment is actually going to be welcoming some new honorary members to our ranks. On September 30th, Fan Wars Garrison had the honor of meeting Paul Hirsch, editor of the first Star Wars film in 1977, which he also received an Oscar in 1978 and Empire Strikes Back. He was passing through Brussels for a masterclass at the Palace Cinema to present his book, A Long Time Ago in a Galaxy Far, Far Away, which chronicles his nearly 50 years of a career as an editor in Hollywood. It was a great pleasure for our members to be able to chat with this very great gentleman, and they were not going to miss taking the opportunity to crown him honorary member of the Taiwan First Legion. At the end of October, Denise Goff, or Gao, sorry, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, she uh, plays Officer Dedra Miro in the TV series Andor. She was inducted by an honorary member of the Fire First Legion by Italica Garrison. At GalaxyCon earlier this month, Ohio Garrison had the distinct honor of inducting Rosario Dawson as an honorary member of the 501st Legion. She is, of course, known for her live-action portrayal of Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian, The Boba Fett, and the upcoming Ahsoka spin-off series on Disney+. Hi, this is Mark Hamill, and you're listening to the 501st Cast, the most forceful podcast in the galaxy. Enjoy! And now a word from one of our sponsors. Are you currently having pest issues? Do you have those wretched Jawas getting into your trash? How about Minox draining your power couplings? Or maybe it's just a pesky Gungan flat out getting on your last nerve. You said people gonna die? Then simply call Dark Side Pest Control. Right, them we are the leader of exterminations in the entire galaxy. No pest is too big or too small. Just ask the citizens of the planet Alderaan. See there, you can't because we took care of that pest problem already. So again, if you've got a pest problem, simply call Dark Side Pest Control at our toll-free number, one triple five Death Star. That's one triple five Death Star. On September 18th, six members of Japanese Garrison participated in Watari Expo 2022 held in Watari Town, Miyagi, Japan. Watari Town was stricken by the tsunami of the Great East Japan Earthquake in 2011. The purpose of this event is to create a new charm and culture for Watari Town, to propose various lifestyles, and to create a town where the smiles and cheers of children can be heard. At the event, there were live outdoor music performances by local residents, park activities such as yoga, gymnastics, and game of tag that both children and adults could participate in, and a flea market. Our Legion members had a wonderful time with children who attended the event. Thanks to Hideo, TK3416, for that report. On September 24th, four members of our Death Star Garrison helped support the Live a Life Project, which focuses on the collection of donations and distribution of milk cartons to the city's charity organizations. Death Star Garrison also received a donation of 50 units of milk raised by a group of Star Wars fans called Tatooine Garrison, a fan club of Star Wars fans who support 501st events. Wait, does this mean the 501st Legion fan club has a fan club? That's wild! I don't know. That's They're probably awesome. just fans that like us. I don't know. We'll have a link to photos from this event in our show notes. And thanks to Daniel, TK19760, for that report. And on October 2nd, our Japanese garrison participated in the Relay for Life walk in Fukushima. As our listeners may know, Relay for Life aims to support cancer patients and their families, face cancer throughout the community, and conquer cancer. It's a charity activity that the Japanese garrison works with throughout the year. TK3416, TK12291, TK53819, TK70302, 
NTI98180 participated in this particular relay. Thanks to Hideo TK3416 for that report. Empire City Garrison attended New York City Comic Con from Thursday, October 6th through Sunday, October 9th at the Javits Center in New York City. They ran the Blastatrooper game and a raffle all four days to raise money for Make-A-Wish. This is a huge con that includes entertainment guests, comics, movies, toys, panels, and more. Setup started early on Wednesday and they brought in their large Tatooine set, their new trash compactor set, backdrops, and table items to the large basement room they were given to work with. Space is always at a premium at these makeup events, but the changing situation was better this year, with a large space behind the table in the hallway, makeshift area behind one of the sets, and ample storage behind the other set. ECG was allotted 30 passes for all four days, and they managed to juggle and utilize them throughout the event to keep the booth area well-staffed. Plus, ECG had support from some of their members and friends of the garrison, who already had their own passes for the show. They had visitors from other garrisons pitch in, including Kathy, TK22830, from the New England garrison. Not only helped out and suited up Saturday and Sunday, but also brought a giant E-Web blaster cannon to add to the display. The new trash compactor set was a smash hit. Justin, TB52503, designed and built it, with help from other ECG members. They worked tirelessly to make it happen, and it looked incredible. ECG had to rent a U-Haul truck and manage the logistics of getting both sets in and out of the Javits Center. Everyone involved worked tirelessly throughout the weekend to make this event a success. They had to run the table, sell raffles, and run a continuous blaster trooper throughout the four days. They had been given a set time for each day by New York Comic Con, but it simply would not have been possible with the volume coming through the family HQ area. Instead, their members persevered and ran Blaster Trooper as continuously as possible, covering the area for six to eight hours every day. Thursday and Friday were sporadic, but busy at times. Saturday was a bit heavier volume, but Sunday was simply insane. Sunday was kids' day, and New York Comic Con had offered discounted child admission tickets specifically for that day. It was nonstop Blaster Trooper for the entire day, and at times, our troopers were a bit overwhelmed. They did their best to rotate out the targets and support staff each day so that there would be coverage, but also so that volunteers could enjoy the con for themselves. They debuted their electrified automatic double-barreled Nerf machine gun, which mad scientist Bill, TK20177, got working and manned for over two hours on Sunday. Even with that experience requesting a $20 donation, they had a line of 20 people plus at times who could not wait to give it a go. ECG had 501st Legion members from around the country and around the world stop by, and it was great meeting and talking with them. I'm, I just need to interrupt for a second. Electrified automatic double-barreled Nerf machine gun? Is this yes. like electrify the targets? Like <laughs> No, I think it was electric. <laughs> like, what is this? Okay, I got it. Yeah, it's like battery operated. Yes. <laughs> Probably. I'm like, are we electrifying people now? I say it's a fully automatic Nerf gun. It's <laughs> <Okay>, fun. <laughs> Hopefully, the, you know, it was uh, against some really shiny TKs, etc. It would be great to have seen uh, some pictures with all the darts just all over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was um, I was there at that at the con, and so I saw this thing in action, and yeah, I mean, this was a sight to behold. This thing, uh, <laughs> you know, shooting like I don't know dozens of of um, you know what do you call them things arrows, I guess, or um, darts. Sorry, um, you know, at the poor TKs and other troopers. I'm standing there, but it was awesome. Well, that sounds amazing. It's really good that it was so successful. Yeah. And they had enough people to run all the activities. Mm-hmm. In addition to those, they uh, they also had two of their members having their first troops. Christina, TI-91734, as Iden Versio, and Michael, BH-53211, as Boba Fett. They both did amazing in costume and helping out. There are also two new costume debuts, Celeste, DS-61308, in her incredible seventh sister costume, and Lyle, DZ-61303, in his newly approved Jawa and Shore Trooper. 
ECG staff also took this opportunity to present Joshua SL31840 with his well-deserved September 2022 ECG Trooper of the Month Award. All members had a great time throughout the event interacting with guests, taking photos, getting blasted, walking the floor, and raising money for Anchorwish. The raffle prize this year was a huge HasLabs Razor Crest. And between the raffle, donations, and Blasted Trooper, they raised a grand total of $10,091 for Make-A-Wish over the four-day event. This was a combined total. ECG had help from both Saber Guild and Mandalorian Mercs, who agreed to combine forces to collect donations for the charity. Working together, they made, us, made this a historic event for the groups and for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Well done, ECG. ECG would also like to thank those members who were able to attend, both in and out of costume, to help support the event. They had friends and relatives come by to help, as well as members missing from other 501st Legion garrisons and Star Wars groups, all coming together for a common goal. A total of 54 individuals contributed in various capacities throughout the event to make this a reality. Without all those folks' efforts, perseverance, and determination, it would not have been possible to make this event an incredible success for the Make-A-Wish Foundation and the Empire City Garrison. Thanks to Chris, TI6744, for that report. On Saturday, October 15th, Mountain Garrison reported for duty at Denver International Airport to welcome home an honor flight from Washington, D.C. While all honor flights are always a heartwarming experience, this one was extremely special to Mountain Garrison. One of the local Mendo Mercs, Sarar Clan, an honorary Mountain Garrison member and a Marine, Sam Waibenga, was on the flight arriving from D.C. To make the event even more special, Sam made history as the first veteran of the Gulf War to fly on an honor flight. It was a good thing they were all wearing helmets, because there wasn't a dry eye amongst them. The 501st Legion sends its best to Sam and his wife Elizabeth as they fight a very different battle against Sam's brain cancer. Welcome home, Sam. A fiery TIE fighter with the speed of light, a cloud of stardust, and a hearty Hi-yo, X-1! It's the Lone Vader! On October 15th, ECG attended the Elmont Memorial Library Fall Festival. Ron SL5928 arrived at 10.30 a.m. and hit the festival by 11. That must be like a record for Vader suit-ups. I don't know. I guess I don't have a Vader, but that seems like really fast. In any case, he took pictures with about 100 kids and adults. He estimates that he gave out about 55 trading cards in the first hour alone. The people attending the event were all smiling and having a great time. Thanks to Ronald, SL5928, for that report. Well, we don't know if you hit the festival at 11 a.m. or p.m. (laughs) (laughs) So it could have been really long suiting up. We'll we'll never know. know. Hundreds of Star Wars fans dressed as Darth Vader, Mandalorian, Stormtroopers, and other costumes um, marched through Mexico City in a Star Wars-themed parade on October 15th. The event was organized by the Fire Force Mexican Legion, a fan group which claims to be the, quote, largest group of Star Wars fans in the world, who own costumes and armor of the Empire, unquote, according to its website. Claims? We're in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yes. Really? What, what does it say? It says we're the largest group of Star Wars fans in the world. <laughs> yeah. So I had the um, um, pleasure and honor to interview um, Jaime Ramos, the CEO of Star Garrison, who was there with um, a few other members of Star Garrison. Um, and he, um, in detail, talks about his experience, you know, getting there and just apart from the parade, also doing, you know, some sightseeing in the country. So this interview will be. Uh, following my sentence right here in full stop. It is my pleasure to welcome Jaime Ramos, TK10257, to talk about Training Day 2022 in Mexico City, which was hosted and organized by the Mexican Garrison. Jaime is the current CEO of Star Garrison and joined the Legion in March 2017. Welcome, brother. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So the... Reason why I invited you to this um, Fiber First uh, special, I guess, is I would like to hear, and everybody else um, would like to hear, how training day was in Mexico City. Um, just as a uh, summary of what has happened so far with regard to training day, 
um, the training days have been held in Spain for over a dozen years and in Mexico since 2017. And so based on pictures we've seen and videos of um, training days past, it seems to be a, a very popular event uh, with regard to attending troopers and also spectators along um, uh, on the parade uh, route. So how would you best describe what the purpose of training day is? Uh, well, you know, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, tra- training day, so whether it's in Spain or Mexico, I, I kind of see it as a celebration uh, of the 501st Legion and, you know, all that we do as well as a recruiting opportunity kind of shows the 501st Legion and all its glory. Um, it was a, a really, really fun and interesting uh, experience. And uh, I'm really, really happy that I got a chance to do it. Yeah. Was this your first time attending? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I have heard about it over the years, you know, that it was mm-hmm. in Spain and Mexico and, we actually had a couple of troopers uh, over the years that had made the trip down there, but this is the first time that I I actually uh, you know went down and attended, and yeah. uh, you, you know it was it was amazing. Yeah, did you? Um, I mean, based on based on you know what what you've seen and heard of prior, um, what 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 was the deciding factor to go this year? Well, you know, to be honest. Um, I hadn't thought about really going uh, until we had a, a trooper talk. We we started having trooper talks in Star Garrison to uh, right, right. with other with other garrisons, and uh, we had a trooper talk with the uh, Mexico garrison and um, the Mexican garrison. And uh, Raúl Mares, uh, who's the CO down there, he actually mm-hmm. uh, invited us. So once we started talking about it, and uh, you know, it really kind of inspired me to try to get a group down there, and I felt like it was the perfect opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you know, for Star Garrison to have an international troop. So we had about eight troopers that, that made the, the trek down there and it, it was, it was a blast. That's awesome. Did you all fly together? Uh, I flew with one of my troopers and then some of our other troopers kind of just made their own way down there. A few folks yeah. made it early, uh, earlier in the week and then I flew down there on Thursday. So, uh, but it, it really, it really worked out. That's awesome. Uh, as, as, as far as you are aware, is, was Star Garrison the only one, um, trooping uh, out of the U.S.? Yes. Star Garrison was the only U.S. unit that was there. Although the NER Northeastern Remnant Garrison was invited, uh, they mm-hmm. had a member that was going to go, uh, Tim Boylan, but he, mm-hmm. uh, had emergency surgery and wasn't able to attend. Um, but, uh, the Mexican Garrison still, uh, Carried their banner kind of in their, uh, as oh, a representation of it. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really nice. We had the Star Garrison banner <laughs> carried and they had all the Mexican garrisons that were there. Yeah. Had their banners carried. So it was, it was really cool <laughs> that it, everybody got a chance to see that. That's nice. So speaking of visiting garrisons and, uh, units in general, um, you mentioned Raul, um, Segura. He's the CEO of Mexican Garrison. And uh, he mentioned the other day um, that there were 223 legionnaires from six countries present. Um, Bolivia, Colombia, Costa Rica, Guatemala, the U.S., and then, of course, Mexico with all their four garrisons. Um, and then he also mentioned, in addition, there were 48-level legion, um, in total, 48-level uh, legion, Mandelbergs and Galactic Academy members who joined the parade as well. So you had, uh, doing quick math here, you know, 271 members, um, or, you know, uh, troopers, uh, uh, trooping. So that must have been quite the, quite the parade, quite the presence. Um, and just in general, you know, I talked to Rule about this some months ago and, um, he was, you know, it's, I mean, even without him saying anything, this is definitely a massive undertaking. And I think deserves you know, the highest of praises. Um, and it's, uh, I think they even had like a press conference before. I saw a picture or, um, so this was a, this was a huge, a huge deal. Um, you know, this was not, the Legion wasn't part of a bigger parade. This was the parade, right? This, this was it. That was the only reason why people were coming, right? To see Star Wars characters. 
Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. So w when you arrived on uh, Thursday, um, and you checked into the hotel, uh, were a lot of troopers staying in the same place, and how was the energy and excitement? Yeah, the the hotel I checked into was the the place where most of the troopers were. Um, yeah, and I completely agree. You know, Raul and his team just knocked it out of the park with this event. I mean, mm -hmm. I felt completely welcomed from the minute that I that I landed. Um, you know, the Mexican garrison, along with all the 501st troopers that were there, you know, they welcomed me and our and Star Garrison, you know, with open arms. And there was definitely a sense of excitement and just the positivity in the air. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the Thursday night, uh, we had a, a swag trade uh, night. Of course, that's always a blast. You know, of course, I was there. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they... Um, They, they had, I mean, it was so much fun. Everyone there, you know, helping each other get, you know, get ready. No different than any troop here in the U.S., but, you know, right, right. it was just, I mean, it was just, it was awesome, you know. I yeah. Really enjoyed it. So since, since you flew, um, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't take any hard armor with you. What did, what did you troop as? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, yeah. My, my go-to costumes are TK and a snow trooper, and uh, I... Yeah. When, when Raul invited us, uh, I, I started kind of going back and forth on what am I going to take down there. So I actually had a, um, I, I got uh, approved in the Thai Reserve and I took uh, the soft armor, oh, you know, okay. and that's what I ended up trooping in. Uh, you know, I was, um, it had to be, you know, travel friendly rather. Right, uh, right. But, but we had TK, we had a trooper from here that took his TK, and then we had, uh, a, a Thai pilots took their, their armor as well. So, you know, people figured it out, even nice. though they flew. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I like that you got the, uh, you got a new costume just, just for the parade, you know, just for, just for training day. Well, and yeah, and so of course now I have, I've got a helmet come in, and, uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna get a gunner, <laughs> so I've got more costumes coming, but yeah. Yeah. And of course, since you have the tire reserve, you already might have the, the bridge crew. Correct. So that's, yeah. That's <laughs> too far. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. So the parade was on a Saturday, uh, October 15th. Um, so you got there two days earlier. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, swag was, uh, the parade was Thursday. What did you guys do Friday? Friday, there was, a. Uh... So there's one thing that I, that I'll definitely praise, uh, Raul and his team. And the, they really went out of their way to give people things to do down there. So we mm -hmm. had, um, you know, some folks, they had a wrestling night, uh, that same night on Thursday. So pay, people can go watch the Lucha Libre and then go eat some tacos. Um, that Friday morning, they had a, uh, a, a tour that, uh, a walking tour from, uh, uh -huh. to kind of see, Some of the historic district. Uh, one of my, uh, squad mates here, we, we ended up going down to, uh, Ochimilco, which is, um, a, a little town that had these channels where you can kind of get on these boats and kind of tour around. Oh, wow. Uh, that, that was fun. Yeah. We, 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 we did that and I mean, we just enjoyed ourselves. Okay. So then the big day, October 15th. How did this all start? Where'd you gather? When did you gather? Uh, you know, who led the parade and, and how did this all work? I can't believe, I can't picture having that many troopers gather in one place and then, you know, and then go. So please, please tell us. Yeah. Yeah. So when we arrived, uh, and even during trade night, you know, we all had to register for the parade. Um, you know, most of my gathers, my garrison registered the night before, uh, mm -hmm. and we had an email notification. And an ID that was assigned to us, and, you know, based on that, uh, we got a time that we had to gather in the lobby. So that morning, uh, we had to gather down uh, based on our time. So when I came down the elevator, I saw the tie pilot. So I was like, oh, there they are. So we got wow. in line and we were, we were ready to go. Um, they ended up busing us from, um, from the hotel to the beginning of the line and we all lined up kind of by detachment or by, you know, costume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, and then, um, parade started at 10 a.m. We lined up, we, we left the hotel probably around eight 
thirty-ish, something like that. Okay. And then we were lined up and waiting. Um, uh, the Mexican garrison had uh, handlers at the beginning of the parade with signs that had your group number. So if you were, you know, one hundred to two hundred, they had a sign. So you would line up in that area, and and that's sort of how we lined up. Uh, they also asked for all our heights, uh, if I recall correctly. Uh-huh. And uh, it was so far out, we couldn't actually see who was leading out because uh, okay. we were towards the back. Uh-huh. Uh, Vader Vader was slightly in front of us. We had all the TIE pilots, and then Vader was in front of us, and then they had TKs. And then, uh, you know, it was all spread out. But I know that at the front, they had, you know, the signs, the banners. Uh, I think Galactic Academy was up there, Mandos, and yeah. Rebel Legion, and it kind of just went from there. Yeah. Um, but it was a super cool experience. And, and I got to say, Raul Morris, who was the Vader, he was a rock star. I mean, he really worked the crowd and it was, it was pretty amazing to see. <laughs> That's so amazing. I mean, that, again, this speaks for the organization to have a call time to have, you know, be organized by, by, or sorted by height. And then, uh, you know, the, the buses, I mean, this is just, uh, it's incredible. Uh, well, Amazing. yeah, and, and and as far as the uh, the number of people there, I, I mean, I've been in parades before, and you know, I, I didn't realize how many people were really there. And as soon as we finished, like, God, there's a lot of people here, and I, I had no idea how many. And I, and I was asking Raul, I said, "How many people do you think were there?" And he was saying, "I don't know, tens of thousands." So we were thinking in our heads, forty, fifty thousand people. Uh-huh. And then we saw a report saying somewhere along the lines of 250,000 people, which I've never been in a parade that big or was with that many spectators. But it was, how long was, how long was this parade? Like uh, how many it was about, it was about two kilometers. <laughs> yeah. It was about two kilometers. Okay. So it was, uh, it wasn't too far. Okay. And how long did it take from once you started walking to, uh, yeah. It was about an hour and a half, hour and a half to two hours. It was, a, it was, it was slow. So we kind of went and then we would stop and take pictures and then we'd walk a little bit and stop. So it, it was, it was a little, it was a little long. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I, I know the, I saw, you know, the pictures based on the pictures I saw, the weather was, was good, right? There was no, uh, oh, the weather was amazing. No it, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't too hot. It didn't rain. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, that worked out. It's never a I guarantee, mean, we, but we had spectators out there. We had <laughs> vendors selling cotton candy. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> wow. I mean, again, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't get over the fact that this was all organized by, you know, by us, by, by Mixon Garrison. Uh, amazing. So the parade is over. Uh, training is, training is over. We shuttled back to the, uh, to the hotel. Actually, the way that it ended, um, our hotel was right near the ending. So as soon as we finished, we okay. just walked back to the hotel. So it was, it actually, uh, the route ended up right by the ending and not even maybe a couple hundred yards to the, yeah. to the building. So it was close. Yeah. I'm sure that was done on purpose to have the, uh, parade end at the, uh, in the host hotel, I guess you want to call it. Um, Okay, so energy was high. People loved it. Uh, you came back to the hotel. Did you like just stay in the lobby or just kind of like <laughs> talk to the, talk to your fellow troopers and, uh, you know, pat each other's backs? And how, how was the feeling afterwards? Oh, everybody was, was super excited and tired. <laughs> and, you know, what, what I wanted is, you know, my, you know, Star Garrison, my folks that were there to, uh, you know, try to get a picture, you know, try to get a picture with our flag. And so we, yeah. we did. And then um, everybody was like, OK, we're out. So everybody kind of went back to their rooms and just <laughs> sort of recovered, showered and recovered. And, uh, you know, yeah, it, it was it was nice. But, yeah, it was a lot of energy there and a lot of people and a lot of pictures and, you know, good, good time. Did you have a, something like a party afterwards? On, on that day or the day after? Uh, what happened uh, that night? Uh, yes, yeah. So that that night, um, the Mexican garrison organized a bash type of an event, uh-huh. and we we after we showered and got you know ready again, 
came down and, and had a bash and it was, there was food and there was uh, music. They had an orchestra that played Star Wars music. And, <laughs> okay. uh, I mean, it was, it was a really, really cool, cool thing. And, um, just more trading and just, it was, it was great. I mean, it was, they were very, very gracious and they were, they were awesome hosts. And, you know, for anybody who's never gone, I highly recommend making the trip down there. You won't be disappointed. It was, it was such a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, so we have the, uh, training day in Spain this weekend, the 22nd of October. And then I believe this, the day after the, uh, Mexico City one, the next year's event was announced, which will be in Guadalajara. Um, uh, next year, the dates are not announced yet, but um, I'm sure that will come soon. Do you plan to attend? I do. I do plan to attend, and I and I, I really, I'm I'm working towards bringing more troopers from Star Garrison and and having uh, a bigger turnout than we did this year. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and I was I was actually talking to some of the Rancor Hunters Garrison members, and it, like I said, nothing's been announced, but. Uh, mm-hmm. It's looking like it's going to be roughly about a year away, so it might be around the same time. Yeah. But, you know, to be determined, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, I'm thinking whether my player will, we don't want to, you know, they don't want to do in the, in the, uh, in the summer where it's, it would be maybe too hot, uh, for like, you know, like a two hour outside troop. But, um, I guess we'll all still stay tuned um, to what's, to what's coming. Um, what else do you, uh, uh, so, okay. So Saturday was the troop. Did you do anything Sunday or when, when did you leave Mexico city? Uh, we, so Sunday we had a, a tour, a group tour, okay. uh, down to the pyramids, um, pyramids of the sun and moon. And we, we took a bus down there and, uh, uh, Costa Rica garrison, Bolivia, uh, Colombia, star garrison. Mm-hmm. A few of us all went down there and um, just took a tour down there. We had a couple of uh, tour guides, a uh, Spanish-speaking one and an English-speaking one. Yeah. And they they just we walked around and we're out there probably six hours. We had wow. lunch down there and uh, I mean it was really fun. I mean I, yeah. I've never gone and and that was amazing, you know, and really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, you know, that Raul and his team, I'm telling you, they, they really went out of their way to, to make sure that there were things to do for people that had right, been. Right. So, but yeah, th- we, we did that Sunday and then, um, we ended up leaving Monday. So okay. the next day. Did you, I heard something, you know, something from somewhere. Did you try and claim some sort of territory down there while you were there? <laughs> Well, what happened? Uh, so yeah, well, uh, I didn't know this, but we 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 broke out the Star Garrison flag to take a picture, and uh-huh. we had uh, uh, some some security police tell us that we couldn't do that. We could not take pictures with uh, our flag because uh-huh. the pyramid is considered it belongs to the world, so no one can actually claim it, even though. We weren't claiming it. We were just taking a picture with the flag. Right. They, uh, they, 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 yeah, kind of told us not that that wasn't allowed. We were not allowed to take pictures with flags. Okay. So instead, we took pictures with our backs facing, so that we could show our logos. But uh, oh, but the yeah. the rising shirt logos. Yeah, yeah, and we actually had took a really cool picture with. Uh, everybody that was there that was wearing a racing shirt, and it's a really cool picture facing the pyramid. It's kind of neat. But, but yeah, it was, awesome. I, 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 I joke around, you know, it's the one time I went to Mexico that I almost got arrested, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't really get arrested, but you know, I, I'm to tell people that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good story, but icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds, you know, for those who haven't been there, I guess I, I, I'm, you know, I, I urge everyone to, you know, check out your, your Facebook, um, uh, page and, uh, look at the pictures there. And also, there's also a, uh, training day 2022, um, Facebook group, I believe, um, public, um, like, like an event page, like I think. So, uh, for 
you know, to watch any kind of video or, um, uh, pictures. I think, I know there's going to be a official video coming at some point, uh, uh, made by, you know, like a, like a professional, um, videographer. So I guess stay tuned for that. Um, but it sounds, it sounds like a blast. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have some more, more U.S. units coming, coming next year. So no, we'll see. That would be amazing. Yeah. I would love to, you know, it, it felt like a celebration where everybody from all over is in one place kind exactly. of talking and stuff. And, but it was more 501st. You know what I mean? And so it, yeah, it yeah. was, it was amazing. I, I, I really hope more, more garrisons come down. Uh, like I said, Star Garrison will be back. And, Good. um, uh, we, we are actually going to, um, uh, make, uh, Star Garrison event merch if we do go back. So that's, that's <laughs> the plan. That's what I'm, you know, I wish I would have thought about that before I went. I would have, I would have tried to do something before, but kind of, kind of short notice. But, uh, yeah, so much fun. Highly recommend it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I was, you know, you mentioned it's like a celebration and that's exactly what I was also like thinking of, you know, without the panels, obviously just, just the, just the group, you know, being together again, you know, friends you haven't seen in, in a while or friends you've just seen in Anaheim, if you were there. Um, so that, um, definitely had the feel of it based on, you know, what I've seen so far. That's awesome. So, um, thank you so much for taking some time out of your um, day to talk about Journey Day 2022 and please tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Jaime Ramos, um, uh, thank you for the send me a friend request. Uh, also visit the Star Garrison, uh, Facebook page as well. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, check out some of our pictures. Uh, yeah, and, and reach out to me. I'll, I'll be glad to talk to you about training day, celebration, whatever. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Anytime, my friend. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Members of our Israel Outpost, with support from the Rebel Legion's Jeddah Outpost, visited the Children's War Party, Beer Medical Center, on October 24th. The children were especially pleased to see that Dr. Neil Zagel, a doctor at the hospital, but known to us as TI-86617, was dressed as a TIE fighter pilot from the movies. We'll have a link to a news article about this visit in our show notes. Six members of Empire City Garrison attended the John Thiessen Children's Foundation Freaky 5K Walk and Run early in the morning on Sunday, October 30th. The JTCF is a local charity in New York that brings games, activities, toys, and treats to children at local area hospitals. They also have a location in Wontag where they let sick children come to play games and select a toy to keep. The weather was nice and sunny, but a bit chilly. Our troopers posed for photos and handed out trading cards over the course of the event. The crowd was sparse at first, but grew very large as the run got closer. They had kids run at 8 a.m., followed by the adult 5K at 8.30 a.m. Since it was just before Halloween, many of the kids and adults were in costume as well. This was a really nice event, and ECG was very proud to be a part of it. Thanks to Chris, TB6744, for that report. On the afternoon of Saturday, November 5th, five members of Empire City Garrison Plus, a Rebel Legion member, attended the Sayville Library Comic Con and Fan Fest. The library hosted games, panels, vendors, and activities for both kids and adults. This was like a mini-con type event similar to ones ECG and I'm sure many other garrisons have supported in the past. Our members were happy to pose for photos, hand out trading cards, and interact with the guests. It was an indoor-outdoor event, and there was a lot going on, including a live marching band. At one point, the band played some selections from Star Wars, including the Imperial March, and our troopers, of course, lined up and marched to it on cue. There was also a bacon food truck with various bacon-related treats that drove our members mad until they could finally desuit and go get some. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report. I've never seen a bacon food truck. Yeah, just bacon? <laughs> like I don't a, see it. Yeah. <laughs> So this was a tough troop here, guys. But you'll you hear this you hear it right now, okay? Loyal Fire First members Joe, TK17824, and Justin, TB52503, responded to the request of the Huntington Library. They were having their Star Wars Day and wanted the Fire First Empire City Garrison to attend. Surveying the scene, all looked peaceful. The library was decorated with Star Wars trinkets and Star Wars books, 
were out on display for attendees to read. However, all was not what it seemed. Soon our faithful troopers would learn the horrible truth. The library was filled with rebel sympathizers. The party room was, in fact, a place for younglings to build lightsabers out of pool noodles. The children were then instructed to use their lightsaber noodles to strike at a blow-up version of the Death Star, acting as a piñata. Both our stormtrooper and scout trooper stood in horror as this as, as these children beat the representation of their home relentlessly and with glee. Then the traitorous rebels entered the area. A rebel pilot, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Princess Leia herself had arrived. Our heroes, although outnumbered, stood their ground. They remained vigilant against the saber noodles and advances of the rebel insurgents. They posed for pictures and managed to keep the younglings safe from any Jedi abductions. The hunting library were gracious hosts and were very appreciative of, your, of our visit. Although this was a small event, the children attending had a great time. Thanks to Justin Weiss, TB52503, for that report. What you're saying is, it's a trap! <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> On November 19th and 20th, members of Skull Garrison attended the International Balloon Fiesta in Leon to be an honor guard for the Yoda Hot Air Balloon. At 0600 on Saturday, seven Imperial troops of Skull Garrison, with three squires, arrived at the meeting point to keep the quadrant free of rebel scum and to ensure that the balloon took off at the appointed time and to fulfill the mission entrusted by the Empire. On Sunday, unfortunately, the Camino-like weather delayed the activities, keeping the balloons sheltered and awaiting instructions for takeoff. At 0745, the Emperor gave the green light for the ships to take off. Skull garrison troops guarded the preparation of Yoda, which was prepared and inflated, but weather conditions did not allow takeoff. Skull troopers mingled with the people attending the event and posed for some photos for about an hour before leaving the festival grounds. Thanks to Alfonso, TS-17807, for that report. Empire City Garrison was invited to the inaugural Independent Artist and Comic-Con in Fishkill, New York, on Saturday, November 19th. Their Hudson Valley squad deployed a lone but veteran trooper, TK-4703, to survey the event. Attendees of all ages, both inside the event and even in the parking lot, enjoyed posing for pictures with our stormtrooper. The event host offered the 501st table space for next year and were very excited to have a Star Wars presence and greatly appreciated the support for this starter-up con in their area. Thanks to Bob, TK-4703, for that report. On November 22nd, Empire City Garrison attended the Gift of Thanksgiving event at the Intrepid Sea, Air, and Space Museum. This event provides families currently in transitional housing through the Department of Homeless Services with an opportunity to experience a fun night at the museum and enjoy a Thanksgiving dinner. Seven members of Empire City Garrison arrived at the Intrepid around 5 p.m. to get suited up for the event, and they greeted the over 200 guests, posed for photos with them, and handed out trading cards. Attendees were very enthusiastic and were excited to be there. ECG members also took photos with the staff and were invited to visit the upper flight deck and the Space Shuttle Enterprise exhibit while the attendees saw a show in the Intrepid Theater. The staff there was gracious enough to take some incredible photos of our members there, and it was a fantastic experience. Our troopers then returned to the event floor to welcome the attendees back from the show as they were seated for dinner. It's always a great time when the Empire City Garrison gets to visit the Intrepid, and they were thrilled to be able to do this event once again. As a thank you for our members' appearance, the Intrepid donated $500 to Make-A-Wish on our behalf. Thanks to Chris, TB6744, for that report. And we're staying with the Empire City Garrison. <clears throat> they visited Cohen Children's Medical Center of New York for three hours during the afternoon of Wednesday, November 30th. Chris TK6744, Celeste DZ61308, Ron SL5928, Joe BH91452, Chip CC80188, Andres TK22617, Veronica TK22122, and Justin TB52503 were in attendance from the ECG. They were joined by Lisa as Ray from the Rebel Legion. They had an enviously large group of nine characters for a middle-of-the-workday event, which was amazing. They split up into groups at certain points for some of the more crowded and restricted areas, but they still managed to visit nearly every room, taking photos with the kids and their families. They handed out their trading cards, plus coloring books Ron provided to the children they visited. 
the staff throughout the hospital was excited and appreciative for our troopers' visit. And ECG took photos with many of them as well. It was an incredibly profound and rewarding experience for all of them. They were all proud to bring smiles to kids' faces who were going through a tough time. This also happened to be Ron's 501st troop as Darth Vader with the 501st Legion. He also has 20-plus troops as an officer. It's a remarkable achievement. He definitely wasn't the lone Vader on this troop. Congratulations, SL5928. 501. That is a gold standard number. Amazing. He's only been with the Legion for like a year. That's crazy. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, really well done, um, Ron. Really, really good. Skull Garrison was a guest at the Topia event, a Christmas lights show that took place December 3rd and 4th. It features illuminated figures, concerts, and winter-themed shows. It's the largest of its kind in Mexico. Legion members arrived around 4 p.m. and by 6 p.m. Stormtroopers, pilots, reserve officers, Royal Guard, Imperial Gunner, scouts, and snowtroopers were ready to be deployed and were prepared for any rebel threat. They spent about two hours patrolling the event before desuiting and heading home to prepare for the next day. On Sunday, the show kicked off again at 6 p.m., beginning with the lighting of the wide range of figures, and on this occasion, accompanied by some little ones, who affected our troopers with that enormous vibe and enthusiasm as only younglings during the excitement of the holiday season can. But before they knew it, it was time to head back to their changing room, as one more mission had been completed. Thanks to Isra, TI-7613, for that report. Eight members of Empire City Garrison attended Grasshopper's Comics Holiday Charity Benefit Party for the John Thiessen Foundation on Saturday, December 3rd. The event was well attended with a light but steady stream of kids and adults throughout the day donating toys and getting sketches and autographs from some of the comic book artists that attended. The weather unfortunately did not cooperate, and it was cold and raining steadily for most of the time they were there. But they persisted and had a great time inside and outside the store, taking photos, handing out cards, and attracting people to the event. This was a charity fundraiser for the John Thiessen Foundation. The John Thiessen Children's Foundation is a not-for-profit organization that aims to fulfill wishes of children battling illnesses and help needy families with medical expenses. Founded by John Thiessen in 1992, the organization has collected over 550,000 new toys and donated them to sick and underprivileged children in over 185 hospitals and child care facilities in the Long Island region. ECG was proud to be a part of this event and would like to thank John Riley from Grasshopper Comics for holding this fundraiser and toy drive every year. They were very happy to have us there and treated our members very well. This was also Lisa's DS12522's official first troop with the ECG in her incredible Mara Jade costume. Welcome aboard, Lisa. Thanks to Chris, TB6744, for that report. Empire City Garrison attended the Toys of Hope holiday party the morning of Tuesday, December 6th. Over a dozen members from ECG attended and were joined by Bella as Padme from the Rebel Legion and James from the Droid Builders with his R2-D2. This charity brings together over 200 children ages 5 to 7 from various lower income areas to be treated to a party with a DJ, Star Wars characters, dancing, bouncy house, snacks, and celebrities to make it a day that they will never forget. Although smaller this year compared to previous years, it was great to be able to do this event again after a two-year hiatus due to COVID. Troopers greeted the kids as they came in the very impressive entryway, then mingled, danced, and posed for photos with them for over two hours. The event culminates with a visit from Santa and free toys for all the kids. This was ECG's ninth troop with Toys of Hope, and they have made a real impression on the organization over the years. They hope to be invited back for future events, including next year's party at the castle. We'll have a link to a news report about this event in our show notes. Empire City Garrison also took this opportunity to present Joseph TS17824 with his ECG Trooper of the Month Award for November. Great work, Joe. Thanks to Chris TB6744 for that report. Skull Garrison's Green Belly Squad was invited to General Hospital in Lyon to visit patients, doctors, nurses, operational and administrative staff of the hospital in several different departments the evening of December 10th. Ten troopers supported by five squires fulfilled the mission entrusted to them by the Empire. Generate smiles among the little ones. Well done, troopers. Thanks to Oscar, IG73081, for that report. 
Empire City Garrison attended the Sugar Plum Ball and Galactic Gala to benefit Cerebral Palsy Association of Nassau County the afternoon of Sunday, December 11th. The Cerebral Palsy Association of Nassau County is a nonprofit health agency serving over 1,500 children and adults with cerebral palsy, developmental, and other disabilities. They have been doing the Sugar Plum Ball for nearly 30 years, but they were unable to hold it the past two years due to COVID-19 restrictions. This year, they came up with this new version of the event as a father, daughter, and mother son's dance with a princess element and a Star Wars element for kids between the ages of 4 and 12. This was a great troop for a great cause, and they were thrilled to have the 501st attend. There were approximately 45 children, plus their parents, in attendance. Twelve of the children in attendance had some form of cerebral palsy and were sponsored by the agency to attend at no cost. ECG made a grand entrance to the Star Wars theme around noon, and then mingled with the kids in the main room for two hours. They danced, took photos, and handed out tons of their trading cards. The children were also treated to visits from some princesses, other characters, a photo booth, caricature artists, face painting, a DJ, magic show. Whew, these kids must have been tired after all this. There was also Jedi training provided by the Saber Guild. It was an incredibly rewarding and fun experience for all. ECG would like to thank Bella and Marichelle from the Rebel Legion, James from the Droid Builders, and the members of the Saber Guild and their handler for providing a great Jedi training experience for the kids. Thanks as well to the non-Star Wars customers who attended, as Belle, Cat Noir, Chappie, and Sue Storm, to help add to the excitement. Without the added galactic elements, it's very possible the event wouldn't have held this year. So congratulations to all who made this an event, made this event an out-of-this-world experience for the kids and their parents. Thanks to Chris, TX6744, for that report. Member shout-out. For this episode's member shout-out, we're recognizing our September Trooper of the Month, Teresa Nuthall, TK41307, from Badland Garrison's Crimson Aurora Squad. Here is the nomination that was sent in. I would like to nominate Teresa Nuthall, TK41307, from Crimson Aurora Squad, Badlands Garrison, for Trooper of the Month for September. She once again was instrumental in making Fan Expo Edmonton a great success by working tirelessly at the event, manning the event booth, and trooping in costume throughout the event. She assisted other Garrison members to complete several new costumes as part of eight new Jawa costumes made to support a Jawa march at the event. She hosted several build parties prior to the event to assist members to complete their costumes. Even more impressive is she attended the event and helped out all weekend, even after suffering a fall that sprained both wrists and caused a fractured ankle that left her with limited mobility all weekend. She was constantly on the go throughout the event, even though we tried to get her to slow down and rest her injuries. Even helping out with setup and teardown, where many other members left immediately. She provided many props and worked on the booth setup to really assist the garrison to raise over $5,000 towards Make-A-Wish for the weekend. Bonus shout-out to new Canadian garrison member Austin, TS82831. Back in October 2021, he won an incomplete Snowtrooper Commander costume donated by Atlantic Garrison in the charity raffle that the garrison held at Fan Expo Toronto. Austin worked hard to complete the costume and received his 501st Legion approval this past October. Congratulations on making the most of that amazing prize and becoming a 501st Legion member. Your story will be told across Hoth for years. Oh, uh, speaking of Hoth, grab a toke and snow shovel your shuttle departs immediately. Wow, Teresa's crazy! Yes. Although, <laughs> congratulations on Trooper of the Month, Teresa. Hopefully you can... You know, settle down over the holidays and let your your wrist and your ankle heal. My goodness. Yeah, definitely. Physical pain is not required to be a trooper of the month. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps. But, but well-deserved in this case. Wow. So as we announced at the top of the show, we're hosting another live streaming social media event to benefit a charity this holiday season. This year, our chosen charity is World Central Kitchen. World Central Kitchen, WCK, is a nonprofit organization that is first to the front lines, providing fresh meals in response to crisis, while working to build resilient food systems with locally led solutions. 
Applying their model of quick action, leveraging local resources, and adapting in real time, WCK has served more than 200 million nourishing meals around the world. When disaster strikes, WCK's relief team mobilizes with the urgency of now to start cooking and serving meals to people in need. By partnering with organizations on the ground and activating a network of local restaurants, food trucks, or emergency kitchens, WCK serves comforting meals to survivors of disasters quickly and effectively. To support regional economics, WCK prioritizes purchasing local ingredients to cook with or distribute directly to families in need. They truly are the best of both worlds when it comes to quick local aid backed by the power of an international network. We're so proud to be able to support their work, and we hope you'll tune in to our Life Day Holiday Special Telethon live stream this weekend, December 17th and 18th, to make a donation to our telethon. Head to bit.ly slash 501st LDT. Twas the night before Sithmas, and all through the Death Star, not a trooper was stirring, not even a mouse droid. All stood at attention, not a sound in the air, knowing full well that the Emperor soon would be there. Jorgerid was nervous, sweat drenched his brow. He told Vader he needed more men. The Moff's words meant little now. The Sith Lord had found new ways to motivate them. The shuttle landed and they fell to their knees. The door opened and Sidious looked pleased. To Vader he looked with those piercing yellow eyes and bellowed with a sinister breath. Rise. On learning his battle station was operational at last, the Dark Lord laughed and cackled with glee. <laughs> Good. Everything had proceeded as he had foreseen. Before long, Moff Jerjerid was giving orders to fire. The rebel fleet arrived to find their target, a real live one. Sidious called down from his throne in a raspy Nubian drawl. Blast fighters! Blast cruisers! Blast medical frigates! Now blast away! Blast away! Blast away all! Thought you did the good guys would prevail? Not in this tale. It's Sithmus after all. <laughs> So before we totally wrap up this episode, we wanted to make sure to take a moment to thank Joe for all the work that he's done on the 501st cast over the years. And I believe he has some some news he'd like to share with us. Uh, yeah, well, it's not news that I like to share, but um, it is news nonetheless. And uh, yeah, I am stepping down from the 501st cast as well as from the Legion itself. Uh, it's a bit bittersweet. You know, I started out, the whole reason I joined the Legion right before uh, Celebration Anaheim in 2015 was because of uh, the simple matter of uh, for several years prior to that even, I had been organizing the annual uh, trooping events at Hillside's Orphanage in Pasadena, California with all of the local Star Wars clubs. And joining the uh, Legion actually helped facilitate that uh, and made it easier. And then with the pandemic and Hillside's is no longer the uh, organization it, it once was, it's now a, a mental health care facility. Uh, so now uh, that that is done. And uh, of course, I've continued with the 501st cast and uh, uh, for seven years since December of uh, 2015 to uh, December of this year, 2022, I've, I've enjoyed uh, being a co-host and being the uh, audio guy for uh, the 501st cast. And it's been a real treat. But, uh, you know, I am a disabled uh, veteran and, uh, you know, my health is uh, starting to get the better of me. And so I, I kind of need to make a, a conscientious decision and take care of myself here. So uh, I'm going to hand the uh, reins over to uh, the next person that's going to take care of the audio stuff for us, whoever that may be. Yeah, we, we definitely appreciated all the, the hard work that you've put on making sure that we sound awesome. So thank you for that. No, it's been thank my pleasure. So we'll miss you. Stay in touch. Well, uh, definitely uh, hope to stay in touch. And uh, it's been my okay. pleasure. 
Yeah, Joe, you'll definitely be missed so much uh, around the the studios in our various residences um, and and on the airwaves. You know, you've been a big part of this podcast, uh, and I know that uh, we will miss you incredibly much, and I'm sure all of our listeners will as well. Next time we're on the West Coast, we're going to have cheesecake, you know. Okay, that's a deal. (laughs) Yep, it's a promise. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast can be tuned in via iTunes, podcasts.com, or Stitcher. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion, or go to Twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st Cast is also available on the iHeartRadio app. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it follows generally accepted ground rules for Star Wars fan groups. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Used under authorization. definitely wasn't the lone vader on this troop congratulations sl five noon <laughs> five noon <laughs> okay <clears throat> fiery TIE Fighter with the speed of light, a cloud of stardust, and a hearty Hi-Yo X-1. The Lone Vader. 